Okay, I think we're live in both worlds right now, in the Instagram and Facebook world. As always, we'll wait just a moment um, to make sure that everybody knows that we're here. And I'm also going to make sure that we are moving and a-grooving with our chat everywhere. As social media tells me, hang on, we're telling people to join in. So I'm going to hang on as we wait on people to join in. All right. Perfect. Well, while we wait on everybody to join in, I'm just going to get myself situated over here a little bit farther back. So it does look like on Facebook, for whatever reason, the way that my webcam streams, I know that you can't see kind of the full area here that I'm hanging out in, but I know you can see me here on Instagram all the way. So either way, welcome into our virtual full moon circle, celebrating the full moon in Pisces. So yes, by the way, yes, I cut my hair. <laughs> Happy Mercury retrograde. Two days ago, I chopped 10 inches off my hair and got a tattoo yesterday. So, you know, it is the uh, season to do so. Oh, I had a I had a worry this was going to happen. As literally as I say that it's Mercury retrograde, my um my camera decides that it's uh not going to live stream. I was a little bit worried about that. We'll take like one more minute and see if I can um if I can fix this. But if I can't all good. Not going to worry about it. It's funny how you set intentions and then things start to change. I have really been having a lot of struggles with Facebook since they did a lot of updates. However, a lot of the people in my area use Facebook. So it becomes a bit of a dilemma on where I you know, stream my content because I do want to reach everybody, but I know what the issue is. So if you are catching the replay and you're normally a Facebook user, you usually tune into my circles on Facebook. I have two different adapters to um, connect my webcam. One works better than the other, and that one is apparently at my studio. I only had one here tonight. Um, I had a big event at my studio today, and it must have gotten left behind as I was getting everything uh, loaded up. So I apologize if you can't uh, tune in to me on Facebook. Um, it, it says it's still streaming, but I just don't believe that that's true. Well, I'm here, but again, I'm not sure if I'm actually here. Well, whatever. We'll just let it go. <laughs> Mercury retrograde, right? So before we even talk further about the cosmos, about what's going on, let's take a moment to take some deep breaths, right? So take a moment to ground. If you can, if it's safe for you to do so, close your eyes and maybe just take a moment to settle your body. So maybe release some stress in your shoulders, your hips, your jaw, even the top of your head gets a little lower to the earth, helping to ground you in. And when you're ready, take a nice deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Let's do that again. Deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Maybe some sound. 
shake it off, right? Get that sound out. Release some of those blockages. One more breath together. Inhale. Deep breath out. And settle into our virtual full moon circle honoring this moon in Pisces and Purva Bhadrapada Nakshatra. So if this is your first time tuning in to me, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, and a channeler of the divine, and I host these free virtual moon circles every full moon and new moon that I can, as long as my availability allows me to, and I've been doing this for a little over, gosh, almost four years now. I'm not even sure how long I've been doing it. I need to go back and actually look at the date, but it has been at least four years, um, probably closer to five, that I've been doing these moon circles online. For a long time, I did them solely on Facebook. Uh, Now I'm live streaming on both Facebook and Instagram and kind of gearing my audience uh, towards Instagram if I can, as I mentioned, because I'm having some issues with Facebook. But it is what it is because I do keep the recordings of these and I put them up everywhere. So I put this podcast, sorry, I put the uh, replay on my podcast, I put the replay on my YouTube channel. So if you search Vina Lene in Google, Apple, or Spotify podcast, you'll find the Follow Your Path podcast with my Moon Circle recordings. And we also have um, on the Mother Moon Yoga YouTube channel, you can find uh, the video recordings of my Moon Circles. You can also go to vinalene.com and I put the recordings up there. And everything is usually up within about 12 to 20 hours or so, um, I try to get them up right away. So if you need to tune into replays, they are there for you so that you can, you know, connect to the moon whenever you have time to during the lunar portal. So tonight we are going to talk about this full moon. We'll talk a little bit about full moon energy, what that means. We'll also talk about this being the full moon in Pisces, talking about that Pisces energy, but also maybe just a little reminder touching base on Virgo energy because we are in the solar season of Virgo. So we'll talk about that briefly. We're also going to talk about Mercury retrograde. We actually have six planets in retrograde right now, but we will emphasize Mercury because it went retrograde literally with this full moon, and that's an important energy to recognize. Now, we also have to pay attention to other perspectives with astrology, so I always like to bring in Vedic astrology. We will discuss the Vedic astrology of this moon in Purva Bhadrapada Nakshatra. Also, talking base, uh, touching base on um, Pitrupaksha, which is happening now with the, uh, started with this full moon in uh, Purva Bhadrapada and will continue over the next two weeks as the moon wanes. So we'll talk about what that means as well. By the way, I was born in a post-Mercury retrograde shadow and it's always right at the beginning and right at the end of Mercury retrograde that I start to be a little twisted with my words, a little tongue-tied. I couldn't even get that sentence out, right? So don't be surprised if things are a little glitchy with the way I'm talking. And as you know, if you've tuned into me before, when I channel and I bring things through, I start to talk really fast and I get a little tongue-tied and and, um, mixed up with my words and my sentences, the order of them um, as well. So bear with me tonight as I lead us through this full moon circle with a Mercury retrograde heavily influencing. <laughs> so 
before we get to Mercury, let's slow down and let's talk about what most people, people, see, there it is. We'll talk about what most people are familiar with and that's the full moon. So most people don't know a lot about astrology or astronomy for that matter, but they do know that full moons bring in kind of a crazy energy, right? So full moons are always associated with like, you know, wolves howling and, and, you know, witchy things and Halloween. And then also full moons, you know, there's a particular full moon every year that all of the corals spawn in the ocean. There's a particular full moon that, um, certain animals like blue whales have their babies. So the full moon definitely plays into our energy and into nature. And if anybody works with kids, works in the service industry, works in the medical field, they will tell you that yes, full moons definitely affect our energy and people definitely act differently under a full moon. Well, why is that? Well, number one, we are pulled up into that energy of the moon and we're less grounded on the earth. We're even slightly lighter. Now, it's not like you're going to step on a scale and be five pounds lighter or even maybe one or two pounds lighter, but you will feel lighter in your body because you have a heightened sense of prana moving through you. Prana is the energy of life force. It's chi or ki, you know, however you want to refer to it, but it's this life force energy, this electrical, you know, magical energy that runs through our spirit and runs through our body and ignites us. And that particular energy is impacted by gravity. So whenever we have prana, we are affected by the gravity of the moon. Whenever we have more apana, we're affected by the gravity of earth. So full moons being lit up by the sun reflecting that solar energy, heightening our energy, that pulls us up towards the moon. And so when we are pulled up energetically, we're more in our heads and not in our hearts or not in our gut and we're not grounded. And so we make poor decisions. We're a little bit more spontaneous. We like to be a little bit more wild and free as the full moon makes us, right? Have you ever heard of the word lunatic, right? Lunatic. Luna, la luna, the moon, right? That energy of the moon making us a little loca, right? La luna makes us loca. And it's true, it does. So don't feel, you know, bad or or feel like there's something wrong with you if you feel a little off under the moon. Maybe you're feeling emotionally heightened. You know, maybe you're overthinking things. Maybe you're a little bit irrational. Maybe you're not thinking about things the way that you should. Maybe you're worrying too much. Now, every single moon is going to have a different influence, but full moons in general, they're just going to affect us in that way. Now, it's also a time that typically we are more social. So if you are out on the social scene during this full moon over the weekend, just be a little bit mindful about your decision making and the things that you're doing. And if you're more active in your life right now with this full moon, be a little bit more mindful of your steps and your surroundings and how you're moving because everything will be slightly off kilter and it is a time when you're more prone to injury, to hurting yourself, you know, you're off balance in your own energy. So things are a little off in your equilibrium. So just be a little careful if you're out and about under this full moon. And if you're not, you know, 
take time to hang out at home and rest and honor your energy in that way, right? We all have to tune into whatever feels best for us and full moons affect people differently depending on what time or sorry, what phase of the moon that they were born in, um, you know, what they have going on in their lives, physically, energetically, emotionally, on their calendar, socially, uh, work wise, you know, it's all going to impact how um, a person relates to the moon. So don't be surprised if the way that you feel under a full moon is a little bit different from somebody else. Now, going to astronomy, let's let go of the energetic stuff and let's actually get into, you know, space and our galaxy and how everything's lined up there. If you think about the sun, you know, center of our center of our galaxy, and then there's me here, I'm a human, I'm Earth, okay? Imagine the sun's over here on one side, well, the moon is on the opposite side. So the moon has made it halfway through her lunar cycle, she's about 14, 15 days into her lunar cycle, and she's now opposite of the sun and reflecting that energy onto the Earth, or that light of the sun onto the earth. So this positioning of the moon, you know, kind of having the earth in between the moon and the sun, it creates a little bit of a tug and war between our energies, right? We kind of feel pulled between both. And that's also why we're really in our head and we're really pulled up into that need to ground more or need to find more balance because we're feeling it off by being pulled ever which way. Now we also have to consider the sign of the moon, right? So every uh, two and a half to three days, the moon will shift zodiac signs. Now every, you know, 29 to 30-ish days, it's the sun um, shifting its zodiac sign. So we are in the solar season of Virgo. We've been in the sun season of Virgo since August 22nd, and we will continue to be in it until September 22nd. At that point, we'll shift energy into Libra season, and we'll be in that until November 22nd, 21st, somewhere around there. So yes, we are in this energy of... um, still feeling that Virgo need to organize, need to follow the rules, need to be a little bit more strict, maybe need to be um, more rigid. And then the full moon comes along on the opposite of that, and you have to think about the opposite of that energy. So we are now opposite of that. We are more fluid. We're, We're opposite the earth. We're in a water sign, so we're no longer grounded in earth. We're flowing through water. We're not in this structured little box that Virgo likes to hang out in. We're actually in the entire ocean, which still has depths unknown. Pisces is the sign of the cosmic fish, or two fish, one swimming up and one swimming down, but it's also representative of the entire ocean. So there's a lot of possibility there with Pisces energy versus with Virgo energy. It's kind of, you know, one way, by the book, by the directions, you know, not veering off the path, etc. Now, we also have to think about the energetics of that. Virgo is kind of strict and a little bit of a cosmic perfectionist. They don't like to make mistakes. They don't like to be wrong. They kind of like to have the same things over and over in their life because that's dependable, reliable. It feels comfortable. It feels home. And then they're kind of the same way with their energy. So they don't like anything to feel spontaneous or off the path or off kilter. Now, this isn't 
Virgos 100%. This is just Virgo energy influencing in a different way. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, we go from the space of cosmic perfectionist into the cosmic artist. Pisces is known as the cosmic artist. And we know that artists tend to get a little messy, right? A lot of times there's that creative flow that happens when we get a little messy or when we move away from such rigidness in our body and we allow things to flow. I know certainly as a yoga teacher, you know, I like this alignment and structure in the body and I have Venus and Virgo. Venus is all about aesthetic and beauty and I think aligned bodies just have like this beauty to them. I've always been into dance and I've been into sculpture and I've been into, you know, anything with body movement, but yoga in particular. Now, with that being said, yoga has a very particular structure and alignment to it, but there's also this flow and this ability to have freedom of movement and exploration in the body and kind of a deep discovery into the unknown, trying poses out you've never done before or moving your body in a different way than you've ever done before. You know, those sorts of energies are the energy that we move into now. That fluid energy in my own life is kind of where I find the inspiration for more structure. So allowing myself to let go of doing, you know, pose after pose in a certain order or having the alignment happen in such a way or transitioning in such a way, when I allow myself to be more fluid and expressive with my body, my emotions, kind of how I'm feeling with my energy, through that movement, I discover new transitions, new poses, new variations that are very structured once I align myself into them. So this is the energy we're in now. You know, we've been in this Virgo energy. It's the energy of back to school, making sure that we are, you know, getting back on track, getting back into our habits, our rituals, our routines, our ceremonies. But now Pisces comes along halfway through that Virgo lunar cycle and says, hey, let's just take a break from that. And, you know, we can't always be turned on like that. Let's get a little messy. Let's get a little wild with the full moon. Let's get a little fluid. Let's just let things get crazy and flow and see what happens. So that is some sort of opportunity that you can move yourself into right now if you need to break free from such rigid structure. You know, even if you're not feeling comfortable there, maybe you allow yourself to go there just for a little bit. You know, just for 15, 20 minutes, allow yourself to be artistically expressive, move your body freely, get some art materials out and, you know, start free drawing or free painting. If you enjoy writing or composing um, in some way, maybe you just start, you know, free composing or free writing and see what comes out of that. But a lot of times we can get some of our best inspiration if we just slow down and take that time to be more fluid. Now, finally, Pisces is known as the cosmic dreamer. Again, this dreaming energy of like what's coming through in my mind and how do I get that out into the visual, being very artistically expressive, but also just bringing your dreams into the limelight in general. I mentioned that sometimes when we let go of structure, you know, when we, maybe we take a break from working on our manifestation goals, we just take a little break for some rest, 
some relaxation, some self-care, some meditation, some artistic expression. Maybe you just get out a coloring book and color, whatever it is. But maybe if you take a break from that, you get inspired in a different way. You want to approach your goals in a different way or you want to do things differently. Or maybe you want to let go of that goal or intention or whatever you were working on altogether. Remember, full moons are a time when we have this sun reflecting back onto us, kind of like a mirror. So the solar energy is bringing in this fire. We can see it in the moon. We can see that light of the moon. But that fire represents transformation. It represents release. Full moons are always a time of release. So if this is a time that you are maybe taking a break from what you're working on and through that decide, hey, maybe that's not the thing I want to work on, use this full moon to embrace the power of letting go and embracing the opportunity that that creates. As you open up that space, whatever you're releasing, you know, you're giving the universe an opportunity to fill that up with something bigger and better. So what a wonderful time to really slow down and check in on what you're working on because, you know, this is the last full moon of summer. The next time we meet for a full moon, we're going to be in autumn, in fall, and that is a time of death, transformation, release, but also a preparation for winter. So we're kind of deciding right now what we want to carry over into the winter or into the colder months, and that includes the dreams that we're working on. So permission to slow down right now under this full moon. You really check in with yourself, see how you're feeling about your dreams, your intentions, and then take time to redirect or change in any way if you need to. Okay, so before I go any further, first I'm going to get a drink of water. I want to wet my whistle. I want to really bring in the energy of this circle. Now that you have a better idea of what the moon represents here, I want to bring in the earthly elements, and I do this with every moon circle just to help us get a little bit more grounded and also connect to earthly energy. You know, this moon that we're, you know, honoring tonight or connecting to or, you know, hanging out and soaking in its energy, that moon is relative to Earth and Earth only. It doesn't belong to any other planet. So anytime we're doing moon ritual or moon ceremony, I like to bring in the earthly elements just to honor the magic that's here on this planet. And, you know, it connects us to that magic of the unknown in the cosmos and beyond. So I always start with earth elements. And if you can see my tray here, I've got quite a bit. I do still have all of the items, um, the items from our new moon circle, our Virgo new moon circle, but I'm going to add to my altar tonight. So if you work with crystals of any kind, you might want to work with some ocean jasper tonight. So I'm going to bring this up close to you so you can see it. I'll bring it over here to Instagram first. And you can see it's kind of a, you know, clear color. Bring it over here to the webcam as well. It's kind of a clear color or a little bit of a tan or brown, light brown color. And then I have, well, I had another piece of ocean jasper, but I don't know where it went. Well, it wasn't meant to be, 
But what I was going to say is that ocean jasper looks different. Every little rock looks a little bit different, but it has these swirly notes in it, kind of like the frothy swirls of the ocean. Ocean jasper is great for grounding. It's good for anxiety. It's good for calming nerves. Any of these stones you could hold, you could have them on you as you meditate. I just like to have them in our space to bring that energy to you. The other crystal that I have tonight is bloodstone, and I do have two of these, so I'll bring these up to the camera because I want you to notice how one is much more red than the other. One is a little bit more green, and one has more red notes in it. Same thing here. We've got green and red, so you can see the different colors there. So bloodstone is great to work with your root chakra, also great for grounding, but this also helps us connect to our bloodline, our lineage, our ancestry. And that's an energy um, that's honored with this moon on the eastern side of the world. And I'll talk about that later on. But if you had some bloodstone, you might want to bring that into your altar or your ceremony right now. I also have quite a variety of ocean magic here. I just have this plate of seashells. And if you could see underneath the seashells, there's this fish. But these are just seashells and, and ocean things that I've collected over time. So you don't have to have some special stone like ocean jasper. You know, you could actually have seashells or corals or just you know, I've got a broken sand dollar here. You know, anything that comes from the ocean represents ocean energy. We're working with earth energy, so you could have actual sand as well. But anything from the ocean is great to work with right now under this Pisces moon, honoring that ocean energy. Now, I also like to bring in the earth energy of some sort of smudging material. So tonight I am bringing in good old reliable white sage. Now, before I light up this white sage, I want to say that this is harvested from an ethical source, a sustainable, pure source. I make sure that this isn't harvested in um, off of indigenous land or illegally anywhere. I make sure that all of my materials that I use are sourced in such a way. White sage is very popular right now, and so I say this just to say, make sure that you know where your stuff is coming from and that it's not hurting the land or hurting our people in the process. So I have this white sage and I am gonna combine this with the element of fire, bringing in our next element. And in a moment, as it's starting to do, you're gonna see a smoke give off. And we're gonna let that smoke go ahead and move around me. By the way, counterclockwise, releases energy, clockwise brings it in. So I'm just taking it counterclockwise here. And I'm also gonna bring this smoke up to you just to cleanse our tech that we're using here. It's not smoking very much tonight, so that means that y'all are good or decently good. It's coming back to me of all things, which is kind of funny. You know, the smoke will go wherever it needs to go which I always find interesting. And I had a big event today and I probably need to kind of release some energy. So I'm just gonna let this white sage continue to burn. The smoke's gonna move wherever it needs to move to serve us. I'm gonna continue on talking about our 
water element, you know, we're under this Pisces moon representative of water energy. And I always like to bring in some form of aromatherapy because we get that energy of earth, the plants, and then we steam distill that to collect the water energy within the plant. And these are highly concentrated. So good old reliable again, lavender is the oil I would suggest working with under this moon. You know, lavender is a great sleep aid. It helps you to relax. It's very strong with me. I know that if I put like one drop in my bath, I am out. I might even fall asleep in the bath. That's actually like happened to me before. So I have to be really careful with lavender. Like I wouldn't use it if I was driving or anything like that but some people are less sensitive. I'm just very, very sensitive to oils in general because of my empathetic abilities. I'm hypersensitive to everything that is ultra concentrated. But lavender is great because it can be used on pretty much anybody. Now there are people that have lavender allergies. I always suggest diluting your essential oils when you're using them and maybe just start with diffusing before you try topical usage. So you could easily throw a couple of drops of lavender into your diffuser or as I mentioned, maybe a drop in your bath and just let yourself relax and take in that energy of such a beautiful flower. And then on top of that, if you have peppermint, kind of another good old reliable in the oils apothecary cabinet, most people have lavender, a lot of people have peppermint as well. Peppermint is the oil of buoyancy. So we have this water energy coming in both physically because we have the liquid form of the oil, but energetically, this is the oil of buoyancy. This brings things up and out emotionally stuck. So if you know have those knots in your stomach of worry or you're just feeling a little emotionally bottled up, kind of like the, the message in the bottle, so to say, if you need that uncorked, if you need to express, peppermint is great for that. You know, a lot of people enjoy like peppermint tea. You could put a drop of oil in your peppermint tea or just drink peppermint tea. You don't have to use the essential oil, but you could still get that liquid form of peppermint that way. You could also... Um, diffuse peppermint and that's the way that I like to do it just because peppermint is really strong. Now lavender you can typically use on all ages diluted but peppermint you want to avoid using in children under the age of three. A lot of people say um, you know anywhere from that age of like three to six you want to take caution with essential oils. Peppermint is one you would not use around infants. Um, you definitely wouldn't use around littles. It's just a little too strong for them, but for adults, diluted if you're gonna use it topically, is a great one for the throat chakra as well. You know, mercury retrograde will affect our throat chakras. We're gonna talk about that. So if you need to nourish your throat chakra by just um, using a little peppermint oil, I suggest inhaling it straight from the bottle, but you could also dilute it and kind of lather on your throat like you would any sort of um, vapor rub or anything like that. By the way, if you diffuse, the combination of lavender and peppermint smells heavenly. It is one of my favorite combinations for relaxation and it gives this sweetness off of the smell that is just so yummy. I can't even, it, it's kind of like a vanilla ice cream or what I'd say a vanilla nice cream because I don't eat ice cream, but you know, or peppermint nice cream or something. It just gives off this really nice, um, 
smell. So yeah, feel free to mix the two up if you're looking for a nice unique scent in your diffuser. Now I also have some smudging spray. So you don't have to um, light a fire to some white sage or any sort of smudging material to smudge. Some people can't smudge their areas because they have smoke detectors that'll go off like in apartments or condos, you know, or something like that. So if you have that sort of issue, no worries whatsoever. You can actually get a tincture made out of sage and you can just simply spray that. So if we spray this around, you know, this is just going to clear the air just as much. And I did that in that clockwise direction. This is also nice sometimes after you smudge with the smoke just to help clear out the air and move all of that smoke out as well. By the way, if you smudge with smudging material presenting a smoke, always have windows, doors open so that smoke can leave and carry the energy with it. Now, if you have anything to drink, liquid form, water would be great. Stay hydrated under this moon. That's also a great way to connect to water. So I'm going to grab a drink here. Really good time to nourish our throat chakras right now. Finally, speaking of throat chakras in a way, the ether is our fifth element. What is the ether? It's the space that we're connecting to. So the ether could be radio waves. It could be sound waves. It could be text. It can also be anything online. And the great thing about the ether is it withstands space and time. So all of these materials I've brought into our circle tonight, you're receiving those energies. And all of these materials, the energy will live forever within this transmission. So the reason I like to do my moon circles virtually is because bit by bit, the energy enhances every time somebody else tunes into the frequency. So this is a great space for us to connect because you get to receive all of these goodies, all of this energy, as well as, you know, all of the good vibes that everybody's sending connecting here on this transmission. Oh, by the way, I have one more crystal. Labrador, right? Speaking of the ether, isn't that gorgeous? Labrador, right? By the way, my Facebook video cut off, so we're just sticking with the Instagram. <laughs> um, Labrador, right, is great for helping you to work with meditation, your third eye, your crown chakra, and the ether, kind of anything beyond this veil, because it comes from the cosmos. It comes from Labrador, right, Canada. That's where um, the name comes from, but it comes from um, a meteorite uh, meteor like crashing it meteor meteorite I never remember but crashing into that area created this uh, crystal and so this connects us to the ether and the cosmos as well so with that with all of our elements introduced I do want to take a moment just to bring in the guides and guardians of the five directions you know honoring this energy in a different way so i'm just going to use the power of this crystal quartz it's kind of up ahead of me here and i'm going to bring that up and around in a clockwise direction now because we're inviting in and if you like you can join me in this prayer or simply listen first we want to invite in the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air, fresh breaths and new beginnings. Even though we're halfway through a lunar cycle, we know that we have a new um, lunar season, or sorry, a new uh, 
nature season ahead. We're shifting from summer to autumn. And we know that with that, there will be an opportunity for new beginnings there. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the element of air for being in our circle tonight. And we also invite in the guides and guardians of the south with their element of fire. And again, uh, an energy of transformation, what comes before the new beginning. The burning away of what no longer serves as we reflect on the solar energy reflecting back on us now through the moon. We trust in this fire that we're feeling right now for change, for better, for more. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, transformative energy by cleansing and clearing out this watery Pisces moon, helping us to move stuck things through, stuck energy through and forward. We thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North, the element of earth, our ancestors, our bloodline under this beginning of Pitrupaksha. We honor the earthly elements we've brought into our circle, the crystals, the plants, the fire that's only created with the the right alchemy here on this earth. We thank you for all of it. We thank you for the guidance you provide as you join us in our circle with your element of earth tonight. And we also invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, cosmic realms, angels, archangels, deities, any source consciousness that needs to connect to us now, we bring it in and we thank the guides and guardians of the ether for being in our circle tonight. Mm, Without our circle is honored and open for more. I want to start by talking about Mercury retrograde because it's so significant. And if you're like, what is Mercury retrograde? Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard the phrase. You're not quite sure. Well, hopefully you know about the planet Mercury. It's our uh, planet closest to the sun. And it has a smaller orbit than Earth because of this, which means that it is a faster moving planet. And because of that, it passes by the Earth maybe three or four times a year. That alignment of where Earth is Mercury is going to pass that as it's spinning around maybe three or four times a year. Now, during that time where Mercury is passing by the alignment of Earth, it appears to be spinning backwards for about three weeks. This is what we call retrograde. Really, with any planet, it just means the planet is aligned with Earth and creates an optical illusion that makes that planet look like it is spinning backwards. Now, why does it look that way? Well, you have to think about physics. Imagine yourself going down a road in a car and next to you, there's a truck going down the road in the same speed as you at the same speed. I'm, I'm a little flip-flop with my words tonight. Sorry. Going the same speed as you, it's a dusty place. All of a sudden, that truck next to you takes off and goes faster. 
Well, before it kicks off and leaves you in a cloud of dust, it's going to look like for a moment it goes backwards and shoots out like a rubber band. It does not actually do that, but it looks that way. And that happens for anything going the same speed when all of a sudden the other thing speeds up and goes faster. Before it speeds up, there's a little bit of this rebound of like pull back and shoot forward. And again, not actually happening, just the way it appears. Now with that being said, Mercury being so close to Earth does leave us in a little bit of a cosmic cloud of dust as it passes by. So this means that our satellites are affected. We might have solar flares or solar wind. We might have heightened electromagnetic activity. All of this, we might have space debris. <laughs> All of these things interfere with our technology our satellites, our GPS, you know, all of these things that we use pretty much on a day-to-day -day basis right now. Now, it's funny because if you go back to Greek mythology, Mercury is um, related to Hermes, the trickster, and also related to communication and expression because Hermes was the messenger and sometimes the messenger between the underworld and the earthly world, the earthly plane. So whenever we have Mercury go retrograde, we all of a sudden have all of our messages affected, right? Transits are a little bit off with GPS, so we might have travel delays or, you know, as we are dealing with our technology, we might have issues. So messages aren't coming across the way they should as, you know, I explained my Facebook, uh, <laughs> my Facebook Live didn't work out, but we're still here on Instagram. But that's just an example. You know, all of these forms of communication and expression do get impacted during this time. Now, it's also time when you, where you express, you can kind of hear it in my throat chakra <coughs> as I clear my throat. But our throat chakras get affected during this time because we use our vocal cords to communicate and express. You might also have sinus issues or anything with your ears, nose, and throat. Now, I have allergies in this area from time to time, but I was fine last night at midnight. I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning, and if you look closely, I have a swollen eye. It's kind of hard to tell, but I have this droopy, swollen eye, and I'm a little bit puffy and swollen here and broken out on this right side of my face. I haven't done this in a long time, but Mercury went retrograde yesterday. They've also started harvest season around here, and I think all the extra stuff in the air combined is making me have a little bit of an allergic reaction or a throat chakra response in some way. I was also born in a post-Mercury retrograde shadow, which means I was born in those first few days once Mercury retrograde ends, and during that time, it's a time when things are still a little wonky with energy and tech and everything, and it's always during those first few days of Mercury retro and the first few days after that I have a little bit of an issue with some sort of throat, communication, expression, technology, whatever it may be. So, you know, here I am, kind of like having the sinus thing go on. So if you have that going on too, all of a sudden today, happy full moon and Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Heightened prana pulled up into the head and amplified through the throat, ears, nose, and vocal cords because of Mercury. 
So don't be surprised over the next three weeks if messages are not received appropriately. This is not a good time to sign contracts. It's not a good time to make big purchases or big business decisions. It is a good time to rest, to nourish your throat chakra, maybe to not talk and let your vocal cords rest, to have nourishing broths and warm beverages and maybe things like honeys or you know, syrups or molasses or things to coat the throat, you know, anything to really nourish the throat, clove, cinnamon, peppermint, lemon, eucalyptus, all of those wonderful ways to nourish our throat. Salt, gargling salt water, you know, going back to that Pisces, that ocean connection, salt water is incredibly healing. And if you use a neti pot and flow saline water through your nose and throat, or if you gargle salt water, you know how beneficial that can be to your wellness. So that might be something that you do with this full moon, or maybe you just pick up that practice and kind of commit to that through the rest of this Virgo season and beyond if you need it. Because remember, we're, we are preparing, you know, for the colder times ahead, and that is a time of sickness. So it is a good time to get ahead on your health and honor your throat chakra right now, especially in Mercury retrograde is kind of making you pay attention to it right now. What else do I want to say about Mercury retrograde? I don't think I have much else to say for now. Just be careful with the way that you're communicating. Slow down. Be patient. You know, listen in conversation. Don't be quick to react or text back or say something back. You know, take a moment to sit with the messages that you receive, the energy that's exchanged between you and others, and really make sure that you feel like you're filtering appropriately, you're in control you're moving that energy through in a desired way. Mercury retrograde will happen through October 2nd, and then it will go direct again. So until October 2nd, pay attention to all of the things I just mentioned because they will likely be affected. All right, let's shift back to Pisces for just a moment because as I hear all of these crazy weird sounds around here, while I am by myself, by the way, at home, I have to talk about Pisces energy. Pisces, you know, this sign of the dreamer, the sign of the ocean where there's depths unknown and places that are still not explored, you know, it's a sign where the veil is more thin. And right now, we have Neptune, Pisces ruling planet, in Pisces and also retrograde. So we have this thinning of the veil that's been happening for a while now, but it's really amplified, especially with this Pisces moon. So if you are highly connected to the other side, if you are a medium, if you have some sort of connection to energy, if you can connect to past lives, if you can connect to spirit energy or whatever it may be, if you connect in the dream world, you lucid dream or do dream work, inner child work, you know, all of this stuff is amplified right now. All of this work and these energetic exchanges, they're amplified with this full moon in Pisces. And they're going to be amplified over the next two weeks as well. So from the Vedic side of the world, on the eastern side of the world, in 
uh, Hindu tradition, these in Vedic astrology, these next two weeks are what we call Pitru Paksha. And it's a time when the veil is thinning, you know, summer is ending, we're, you know, moving on to fall, which is a time of death and a time when things move into the ground or move to the earth or they start to decay and break down. So, you know, we're in this energy of a thinning veil. And with that, during Pitru Paksha, over these next two weeks of the waning moon, we honor what's dead. We honor our ancestors. We honor our bloodline. And so that's why I suggested you work with the um, bloodstone with this moon, because this can really help connect you to your ancestry, to your lineage, and also help you to connect to your ancestors in general. You know, maybe you want to connect to your ancestors in the dream world, and you could just set the intention to do that, but if you feel like you need a little bit of extra oomph, or a little bit of extra magic, put some bloodstone under your pillow or next to your bedstand or near you in your space as you sleep. Um, you could also do this as you meditate, or maybe you do past life regressions and you use bloodstone with that. But this is a time when the veil is thinning, and we want to make sure that we are honoring our ancestors. Now, there might also be stories come to light about your ancestors, your bloodline, people you're related to, that you're not so proud of. Well, there's a wisdom in that. The key is to always see the wisdom in all of these things, right? So see the wisdom in that behavior, action, character, flaw, trait, you know, whatever it is, that mistake they made, that lesson they learned, but let it be an influence and a wisdom to you to learn in a different way. You know, there's always this gold that we can find and that's when you become the true alchemist. You know, alchemy isn't about taking these elements and actually creating gold. It's about finding the golden nuggets within all of the shadows, all of the, the darkness, all of the things that are buried underneath. Maybe those family secrets, those skeletons in the closet, so to say, that are buried beneath in the soil or shoved away and kept in those family secret jars. It's time to maybe air some of those out a little bit, you know, or learn a little bit more. I um, have really been working with my ancestors lately, and I've um, been working with the energy of my great-grandmothers and grandmothers who have passed, and with my fathers who's passed, and with the beginning of this moon yesterday in Pitru Paksha, I actually, I mentioned I got this tattoo, and that's like kind of also, Mercury retrograde behavior, you know, it's kind of full moon behavior on fast forward. It's like lunatic behavior fast forward. Makes you do crazy things. So I like chopped off all of my hair after growing it for 12 years. Predetermined I'd been planning it for several months. And also got this tattoo that I had been working on for a while. But this tattoo is a rose. And it's hard to see right now because we're still working on it. I have to go back for more. But it's a rose to represent my feminine lineage my lineage of the rose, the um, energy of my grandmothers, and also the energy of my father. So the stem turns around into a Scorpio constellation, as you can see the stinger shape there. This is the Scorpio constellation. And also hidden there on the rose somewhere, there's a little scorpion. It's kind of hard to see. And my dad was a Scorpio. So, you know, I connected to that energy of my ancestors through this 
tattoo, getting this tattoo yesterday, which was really important to me. Now, I'm not saying go out and get a tattoo to represent your ancestors. I'm just saying that this is a beautiful energy to represent your ancestors and also connect to the potential of healing. So I mentioned, you know, these skeletons in the closet, these family secrets, you know, these things that maybe we aren't so proud of or there are things that we haven't talked about. You know, it's it's time to change that energy a little bit with this moon and say, hey, you know, maybe I can find a way to honor my ancestors or maybe I can find the unique qualities about them that made them good and amazing and outstanding and phenomenal. Um, kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. But yeah, so this is a time to connect to your ancestors, connect to their stories, Find the wisdom, find the golden nuggets within it all, and continue to honor your bloodline moving through. Oh, the healing, that's what I meant. So, you know, when you look back at these stories and then you find ways to break the pattern or break the karma, break the cycle, the behavior, etc., that you've inherited, that provides a deep healing, not only forward because you're not passing that forward, but it heals back generations and generations and generations you know every time <laughs> it's like I picture it right now I was thinking when I cry but every time mm, we're some of us here are doing deep healing work maybe you're listening to the replay Ooh, I'm holding space for you talk about connecting when the veil is thin <sighs> okay had to take a moment to pause there. This deep, deep healing work that you're doing. There's somebody here that needs to hear this. The work you're doing, the behaviors of your family that you're ashamed of, that you don't want to continue to behave like, that maybe you have already behaved like, but you want to break that cycle. You know, whatever it is, whatever you have been working to change that is something down your bloodline that you don't want to carry forward, that you don't want as a piece of you and your identity and how you show up to the world, every time you shift that karma and you heal that, your ancestors are surrounding you with so much joy and so much love and so much gratitude. I have so many chills right now as I say this. They're so grateful for you for you doing the work and you showing up because they weren't strong enough to, okay? They were not strong enough to, for whatever circumstance, there's no judgment there. They weren't strong enough to break that negative behavior pattern cycles, etc. And maybe they inherited it too. But when you heal it, oh, you feel it. You feel it in your bloodstream. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your roots. And you feel your ancestors just like surrounding you in this huge embrace as I, again, get the chills right now. So just whoever's on this transmission that needs to hear that message, you know, keep doing the work. Keep doing the work because your ancestors are here just fingers crossed and praying and, you know, and giving you all the energy and support that you need to make the change because they want that cycle to shift. They want that karma to be broken. 
Let's go a little bit deeper here with the Vedic astrology of this moon. This moon is in Purva Bhadrapada Nakshatra. Bhadrapada means fortunate feet or blessed feet and has to do with the feet at the end of a cremation pier or um, at the end of a coffin. It is the um, feet going into the ground at death. This is symbolic, of course, because summer is ending. The peak of our light, the peak of our chi, our prana, you know, however you want to look at it, that is now waning or dying and we're moving into the season of darkness and death and winter. And so this moon is reminding us of the letting go of, you know, what do you want to take with you, so to say, into the afterlife? You know, a lot of times when we we know when we the bodies are prepared in different cultures um, for cremation, you know, maybe there's jewelry there worn or um, important artifacts are with them or maybe they have some sort of money with them to pay the pay the um, pay the boatman right or whatever it may be but there is this um, sense of you know what do you want to carry over with you into winter and maybe also just taking a moment to analyze like the fact that you can't take anything with you in the actual end. And so what do you really need to honor your energy with when it comes to exchange right now? You know, what are you attached to? What do you want to continue to be attached to? And what do you want to continue um, to exchange your energy with? Or who do you want to exchange your energy with um, moving forward? Now, it's also a time of just kind of being humble as well. Like I said, you know, you can't take it with you. You can't take these these crystals and, you know, all of these things with you when you pass on from this earthly body. And these feet of uh, Purva Bhadrapada remind us to be humble and to maybe be in service a little bit more and maybe less attached to that material. I um, It's so funny how things plan out, whether I plan them that way or not. And I certainly didn't plan any of the things that I did, my tattoo, my haircut, etc., to align with this, but also today I celebrated my five-year anniversary at my studio, and I could have just had like free classes and a party and whatever, but I actually opened it up to um, different local small businesses and wellness vendors, and the other thing I loved is every single person um, was a woman there today, nothing against the guys, but I had all women um, entrepreneurs in my studio today to help me celebrate my five-year anniversary and, and me doing doing the dang work as a solo female entrepreneur as well. And I just love the fact that I'm able to um, be of service to expose all of these um, businesses to the community. But also I held a charity raffle with some amazing donated prizes that I've decided to keep open all month long because I just see the potential of what this could raise for the cause that we're trying to raise funds for. And so, yeah, this moon does bring this sense of humility and giving and philanthropy and service and holding space for others. And so that might be something that you really want to dive into right now, especially if you're feeling a little low, a little off. You know, sometimes full moons make us feel a little off and that can make us feel 
kind of low, are not ourselves. But when we get back into our heart chakra, where we're most emotionally balanced, you know, it's the center of our chakras, we get into that heart chakra and we move forward doing something that really lights ourselves on fire, that helps us to feel better and that helps us to feel good. You know, one of the things about my event today is it was a vendor shopping event and unfortunately I just did not have the foot traffic that I was hoping for. Now there were a lot of things going on in the community today and I had to pick a date to celebrate and this was the date that worked for me. But I was a little bummed, you know, that I didn't get as many people as I expected. However, with that being said, I looked around so many times in my space and I saw all of these women just talking and using each other's services and checking out their handcrafted goods and, you know, really networking. And if there are any women on this transmission, can I get an amen for how much women need that networking, right? And, you know, Pisces, this this full moon being in the sign of the dreamer, you know, that's what I've always dreamed about when I opened my yoga studio space and, and when I've had my online programs and just kind of everything that I do in my world of business, it's all geared towards holding space for others to come together and network. Holding space for others to find like-minded others. You know, those are the things that light my soul on fire. So could I have gotten bummed about my dream and intention of like having a ton of people at the studio today, shopping all these vendors and, you know, having a great time? Sure. But on the flip side, I am just so happy that this piece of my dream came true that I see all of these businesses and women coming together to support one another and network with one another. And I'm even more humbled because every single person, it almost makes me want to cry, but every single person is going to make me cry a little bit. Every single person minus one because she was already committed to another event, but every single person has committed to coming back to my studio for my next vendor event for the holidays. Um, and the one person that couldn't come to that event um, is coming to my wellness vendor event. So it just, it, it is humbling in so many ways, you know, when you let go of your ego and you say, oh, well, that didn't work out the way I planned. Well, that kind of sucks. Just let that go and say, what did this open up space for? Because everything happens for a reason. We talked about that today at the studio everything happens for a reason. And if we had had a ton of people filtering in the doors, great, would have supported us monetarily. But a lot of these women wouldn't have had time to talk with each other, to get to know each other's services and really network. So yeah, that's just kind of an example of my own experience, you know, under this moon and talking about this humility, going back to Vedic astrology and this Purva Bhadrapada Nakshatra. Just find ways to be humble with this moon. Find ways to maybe slow down and reflect. By the way, the um, charity that we are raising money for at the yoga studio this month is this local gentleman who is making beds for kids who don't have beds to sleep in in our community. And there are quite a few kids in our area that don't have beds to sleep in. So we are raising money uh, for him and for his project and going to do it all month long as I made the decision today under this full moon in Purva Bhadrapada Nakshatra. So permission to be 
a little bit um, of a philanthropist with this moon or do things that make you feel good and kind of warm your heart because that's going to help you to get more grounded. So I don't have a lot else to say about the moon, um, no matter what side of the world you're looking at it on. We talked about Mercury retrograde. It is important to know that we also have five other planets in retrograde. I mentioned another one tonight, Neptune. So yes, we have Mercury spinning backwards or theoretically looking that way, optical illusion. But we have Mercury, Neptune, Pluto, Uranus, Saturn, and Jupiter all in retrograde right now. And Venus is about to join the party. <laughs> so there's a lot of backwards energy right now. Things are a little upside down, a little crazy. There's things coming to the surface from the past. We might be looking at our past. We might be looking into our bloodlines and our ancestry, that kind of past. Maybe things are coming up from the underworld in a tricky way because of Hermes and Mercury. There's just a lot of crazy energy going on right now. So I'm only touching base on it tonight, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of insight about what's going on here. So I want to do our tarot reading first, and then we'll do a little meditation, and then we will release our guides and guardians and close our circle tonight. And by the way, I try to always do a tarot reading with the new moon and the full moon. And you can read about this, by the way. You can also read about the moon and this current Virgo season, the astrology right now, if you go to my website. So if you go to venalene.com, you will find all of those goodies there. And sometimes what I write is different than what I say. I do think that I'm a better writer than speaker, as I almost said, talker. <laughs> better writer than talker. Um... But I am. I'm, I'm just, I, I sometimes things come through when I write and I channel in that way versus when I speak. So if you want to go get a different perspective on the moon and the cosmos and the tarot uh, for this moon, you can go check out my website. So I'm going to take a deep breath just to slow down and channel this uh, reading, these messages from the cards. Taking a moment to Think the messages from the cards, the energy of the cards for being in our circle tonight, just inviting us to hear things, receive things in a different way. We thank the cards and their messages for being here. I'm going to get a drink and nourish my throat chakra. All right. So the first card I pulled for past energy, past message, was the devil inverted. So you can see she's in this red dress. She's upside down. She's got the, uh, you know, angel, two angels on her shoulders. Not like angel and devil. She's the devil. But we have the angel of light and the angel of shadow there kind of on each side. And, you know, as I just mentioned, things are a bit upside down right now. Six planets in retrograde, full moon in Pisces, one fish swimming down, one fish swimming up. Might feel like a little bit of a vicious cycle, those sorts of things. And that is the energy that we're feeling with this devil card. Now, this is also because it's reversed here. This is symbolizing us kind of leading from our heads. And again, not from our hearts or from our gut. We're not as grounded. I mean, she's completely upside down, almost hanging like a bat here. And this is reminding us to, hey, slow down. 
pay attention because everything's upside down right now. This is past card, right? So this is saying, hey, we've been in this upside down energy. So if you're continuing to feel a little, you know, in your head by being upside down so much, it's time to find more balance. Now, the other thing to pay attention to are those two angels, right? The shadow um, angel and the light angel. This is reminding us that, hey, we are both letting go of the light and inviting in more of the darkness. And both are equally beneficial to our journey of transformation. You know, we can't always be sunshine and rainbows. We can't always be ultra spiritual kind of on that zen high you know we have to come back down to reality we have to do shadow work in order to ascend we have to know our darkness in order to know the light and vice versa they're very complementary to one another so right now you know we are feeling this energy of you know both benefits of the ending of summer and the beginning of fall and winter and we have to find the pieces of summer that we want to carry over through the rest of the year. Now, this also represents kind of that tension, that feeling of being pulled between the sun and the moon and Mercury and everything else right now. So just make sure that you are 100% grounded. There's so much red on this card because it's saying you need to ground right now so that you don't continue to make irrational decisions here moving forward, especially during Mercury retrograde when everything goes upside down. You know, even though we pulled this as a past card, something to remember is that Mercury retrograde officially happened yesterday in the past, one day before. So we don't have to think long-term past here. We can just think about um, the past that's happening kind of recently as well. Now, moving into the present, for the present card, I pulled the Six of Cups. Cups always represent this energy of cup runneth over, kind of abundance, lots of energy. And remember, this is a moon where we are being asked to be humble and, and kind of look at our surroundings and, and find where we're wealthy in different ways. And also, I just love the Six of Cups in particular because the Six represents community and family and magic, inner magic. So this card is reminding us that we are abundant in so many ways beyond the money. You know, this isn't the Six of Pentacles, this is the Six of Cups. And this is saying, hey, you have so many friends and family and just gifts within you. And look at how all of that provides you so much wholeness right? Remember that even though we're in this full moon of Pisces, we're also presently in the season of Virgo. And Virgo is this cosmic virgin or this energy of wholeness and feeling complete. So the Six of Cups just says, hey, remember, be humble. You're so abundant. There's so many things within you. You help yourself feel more whole. Now, the other thing about the Six of Cups, you know, this is an excess of cups or a lot of things rising up. And remember that we are in Mercury retrograde. So these could be friends, family members, people from your past rising back up to the surface. Now, you might get that random chat, text, snap, phone call, DM, you know, all of those things. You might have weird random things happen with people from the past, but you're going to have 
probably somebody you know from the past pop up in your life in some way. Now remember that six is also representative of magic. So you get to decide how that relationship is dealt with moving forward, right? Is that a relationship that you want to continue to cultivate and exchange with and carry into the future, into the darker months of winter? Or is that a relationship that you need to release right now? You know, magic, inner magic is always this, you know, cultivation and release, cultivation and release, you know, this churning of the cauldron, so to say. So you decide what you do with this energetic exchange, no matter the past, no matter how it was before, you get to decide right now in the present with who you are right now, with the current state of your life right now, with the energy of how you're feeling right now, how you want that exchange to exist or grow or sever when you go forward after this moon. Now finally, for the future, we have the Seven of Wands, talking about magic. Wands always signify magic. And we've gone up a number. We've gone from six to seven. And seven is the number of ascension. It's the number of seven deadly sins, seven days of the week, seven chakras, right? And even here, the wands are pointing up. So this is symbolic of rising up or rising above. So again, hey, things are going to rise up and probably people from your heart because we've got this green, right? And green is the heart chakra. Speaking of seven, it's right in the center of your seven chakras. So don't be surprised if we have people from your heart. A lot of times it's a joke that like exes just show up out of nowhere during Mercury retrograde, but that might happen, people from the heart. Now also remember that the veil is thinning and we're in Pitrupaksha. And so this is a time when people of our heart, as in our bloodline, as in our ancestors, might try to connect to us. Maybe it's in our meditative spaces. Maybe it's in the dream world. Maybe you physically are like actually here, like right now, since a relative next to you. You know, don't be surprised if that happens over the next two weeks as the veil thins and really throughout the next rest of the year, you know, as we, until we move into winter solstice, um, December 21st. So now until then, there's going to be this rising up of things from the past, people from the past, your bloodline, and maybe even stories from the past, stories from your bloodline as well. Remember, it's how we react to those stories and use those stories to transform. And that's where those wands of magic come in. Now, the Seven of Wands in particular also says that, hey, you might go through a journey of ascension or a journey of evolution. And we know that as we journey through the birth canal into that new life and that new world, it is always the most pressure, the most constricting, the darkest before the dawn. And so this does signify that there may be some challenging times ahead. Maybe it's us as a collective, maybe it's you individually, but there's a bit of a steep mountain to climb, okay? So you're gonna have to really trudge forward through the challenging time, and as we said earlier, do the work, right? Like show up and continue 
to do the work on your dreams, on your intentions, on your goals, on who you are trying to become. You know, this card is surrounded by yellow. That is solar plexus. That is who we are at our core. So allow yourself, you know, during this lunar portal over the next rest of the year to really do the work, the shadow work, the healing of the family wounds, the, you know, the, the, the cutting cords or the retying of the cords or the developing of new cords, you know, relationship work in general. But all of this will apply right now as we move forward into winter. And by the way, the seven of wands not only says to do the work, but it also says that you will be successful if you do. You will live more out of your heart and out of your joy if you will just do that work to get there. <sighs> Beautiful messages from our tarot tonight. So appropriate for this energy. So just for a moment, I just want to do a quick little meditation exercise. Then we're going to release our guides and guardians and as long as there's no questions here tonight and we'll close our circle. If you can't meditate with your eyes closed or if you can't kind of zen or space out safely, please save this for another time. But if you can, close your eyes. Take another deep breath or two like you did in the beginning of our circle. And I want you to think about a dream that you have. A dream vision of yourself, your life. Maybe it's your business, maybe it's for your family, maybe it's for your relationship, but I want you to envision some sort of dream in your mind. And not only do I want you to think about this dream, but I want you to go there. I want you to pretend that you can make that dream come true with ease. Don't worry about how you got there, the steps, how long it took, etc. Just imagine that that dream can come true with ease. And it comes true with such ease that you already feel as if it's becoming true. So take that dream initially that you had and now move it forward in your mind to where it's happened. Just imagine that. Imagine that your dream has come true and start bringing in details to create more of a reality. So where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with, if anybody? Maybe you're by yourself. And can you bring in other senses? What do you hear? What do you see? Are there any smells involved? Any tastes? What kind of touch sensation do you have? Are there textures to touch? Some sort of tactile experience? Really bring to mind that reality, that dream come true, whatever it is, and bring in all the details that you can. Imagine yourself there right now. Just paint in your mind a picture. Take it in. What are you doing? How does it feel? What time of day is it? Where are you? What season is it? What are you wearing? 
other animals with you or not? Are you eating a certain food or not? Are you drinking a certain beverage or not? What are you doing in that dream come true while it's here in the reality of your mind? No limits, no boundaries, no restrictions. Just make it all come true with ease. Maybe take one more breath into that dream and then clear your mind. Gently blink your eyes open if you need to. Why did we do that? Well, fun fact, your brain doesn't know what's real and what's not. So going back to Pisces being the sign of the dreamer, right? Have you ever had a dream that was so real that you almost couldn't decide if it was real or not? Maybe you got really mad at somebody in a dream and you continued to be mad at them for real in the day for really no reason. <laughs> you know, have you ever had those dreams that are so real and they feel so real? Well, our mind doesn't know the difference. So when you imagine eating a lemon, you will salivate or have this bitter sensation in your mouth. When you imagine deep sleep, you will move into a deeper breath. When you imagine stress or a busy schedule, you'll move into a shorter breath and feelings of almost like tightness in the body. Your mind does not know what is real. It simply reacts to what you think about. So if you think about your dream and not only think about your dream, but you imagine your dream real right now as if it were a dream happening right now and you bring in so many details that it feels so real, right? The touch, the taste, the smell, the sound, just everything that you can imagine. Your brain wants that to become the reality. So when you wake up from that little dream in your mind, your body and your brain start to go, wait, this, but that was our reality and, and that's what we wanted. So let's get there. And you're more motivated to work on your goals and show up to yourself. You might actually start to attract magnetically the things that you need to make it a little bit easier to make that dream come true. There's so many things that can happen if you just simply dream on your dream. Dream in that vision, you know, take into mind exactly what you want. And there's no better way to manifest than that. It's important to think about your dream and to know the details and work on the steps and show up every day and take care of yourself. But if you don't take time to slow down and dream and maybe check in with your dream every once in a while, make sure it's still the same dream because sometimes it's not, then you're never going to reach that final point of your dream come true reality. So make sure to dream on your dream with as many details as possible. It's a great practice to do with this Pisces full moon. <sighs> with that being said, I'm in a dream <laughs> or at least get some good rest and shut eye and try to get the swelling on the right side of my face to go down. Yay, full moon. <laughs> but I do want to thank you for being in our circle tonight. Thank you for sharing the energy. Thank you for, you know, slowing down and tuning in and checking in with your dream. I'm sure that your dream and your energy appreciate that. 
If you have any questions, as always, feel free to message me. Feel free to, you know, reach out to me when you have these questions about the moon or the cosmos or astrology or whatever it may be. I'm always happy to share guidance and help answer your questions. And we will meet again for the new moon in Libra. That is going to be September 25th, by the way. I wanted to say 29th, and that wasn't right. So Saturday, September 25th. No, Sunday. Sunday, September 25th, I believe. Um, We will be meeting together September 25th, regardless, 8 p.m. Central Time. Definitely on Instagram. We'll see about Facebook. That's been a real miss the past two moon circles, but we'll see. Either way, we'll meet to talk about the new moon in Libra and that transition into autumn. It says Libra season marks the beginning of fall. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So with that being said, we will release our guides and guardians from our circle and seal up and close things out. I'm just going to take a deep breath here. And again, moving into that release. First releasing the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether the Akash, Cosmic Realms, and Source Consciousness from being in our circle tonight. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your messages. Thank you for continuing to help us go wherever we need to go on our journey. We also thank and release the guides and guardians of the North with their element of Earth. All of the earthly materials we have in our circle tonight. Earthly elements of magic. We also thank our ancestors for being here to guide us during this time when the veil is thin. We also release and thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, with this Pisces moon helping us to feel a little bit more fluid and creative and expressive and help release any of those emotions that might be stuck. We also thank and release the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire Bringing in the fire of tapas, transformation, cremation that we see on the eastern side of the world. We trust in this fire of passion to continue to go after our goals. Finally, we thank and release the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air. We continue to breathe deeply as we move into the unknown, to the darkness. We continue to trust in our breath. And the expression of what moves through, that it will be supportive, that it will attract support, that it will uplift the greater good and help uplift ourselves. We thank the guides and guardians of all five elements for being in our circle tonight. And with that, our circle is closed and sealed and complete. I hope that this night or this time, whenever you're tuning in, I guess, I hope that this circle serves you and that you receive whatever you need to receive to become your greatest good and make your most heart-desired dreams come true. Until we meet again for the new moon in Libra on September 25th, may we all be happy continuing to live out of our joy May we all be healthy and well, especially as our throat chakras are challenged during Mercury retrograde. May we all feel peace 
and feel peaceful in our energy and, and more energetically stable and balanced and supported. And of course, may we all be surrounded by the support of love. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste. Blessed be.